Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. And just so you know, when you give me the slow down, you're reading quick. It's the intro. I know. I'm just trying to get through I, the intro well, to get to the good it's stuff. It's funny because you were good. You, <laughs> you gave me the signal to go and I was like, okay, I'm just going to dive right into the verse and then I start reading the Bible. And I was like, oh wait, I don't know what I'm doing right now. And then you started talking. So I was like, oh yeah, right. I'll, yeah. I better listen. Uh, just so everybody knows, we're approaching uh, 75 episodes and we still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Uh, we're yeah. learning. It's a journey. We're having fun. It's a process. We're having fun. And uh, just, uh, we're just a, just a moment process. ago, uh, I was all ready to do a <laughs> passage that we had already <laughs> but done. But aren't you But thankful? I prepped it, but I had a different oh, oh, one but ready listen, to go. So it was if good. If I and hadn't looked at it. Somebody else remembered. Yeah, it's good. And said, hey, we did this. We would have done that and still had to do another one. So you're yeah. welcome. And while I was doing that. We, we, uh, yeah, we, we just are, you guys keep listening and it's encouraging and uh, we're in the midst of one of the most listened to months here in yeah. August. Uh, Which has ever. been so personally for us a very guys. tense month with uh, everything that's going on in our area with the wildfires. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, it's been a month where we've had to rely on God for a lot of things that we wouldn't normally have to, not that we don't rely on him normally. Of course we do, but... Um, for things that we don't normally have to. So yeah, yeah, it's been good. So today we are going to look at uh, one of those moments where somebody gets to ask Jesus questions hmm. um, and Jesus answers them for, for this person. Right. Um, but imagine if you could just sit and ask Jesus anything that you wanted and he would answer you. Oh. What would you ask him? I don't know. I always kind of ask him anything I want. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, if he was yeah. like literally sitting here, we we recorded our kitchen People table. People ask me that so. kind of stuff, and I, I, I'm right? like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like you know, why is the sky like, blue? What do you or mean? Why does gravity pull down instead of push no, up? Why would be scientific? For why, me. why, <laughs> you know, why? There's so many why, why, why? questions. It's like always a why. why. Yeah, but exactly. Why? The you know, oftentimes we have lots of questions. Oh, we do. And yes. Sorry, I apolog- wasn't minimizing that. <laughs> yes. In apologetics, people tend to ask the same questions over and over and over. So yeah. apologetics is a so study of how to God answer the let questions. Bad things happen to yeah, good why did, people. Yeah. Why? How do you answer the questions that people have mm. about faith? Right. And one of the the most common ones, and this is something I, I am a, a chaplain for a, a local hockey team that uh, young yeah. guys trying to play their way to American colleges for, for uh, scholarships. Soon, actually, uh, yeah, and it's uh, late August here now, which means by late September we're, we're back into hockey season. So, oh, that's fast. Um, and, but one of the questions that comes around every time is, how do I, how do I get mm. to heaven? How, can I, how do we know that heaven is real? Right. Uh, <laughs> what do I have to do to get there? Who gets to go there? All those kinds of questions that have those to do with real what happens after death. Right. Because right? it's so... It's so unknown yeah. to a lot of people. So in the book of John, chapter 3, the first 21 verses of chapter 3, which probably is oh. about, you know, about half of <gasps> I get to read John 3.16. You do. Yay. Um, but we got to get through the first 15 verses before we get there. Um, we've got Jesus um, talking to Nicodemus, okay. right? Pharisee, they've been challenging Jesus. They're already trying to figure out what to do with this guy. And uh, we get to John chapter 3. We're going to break it down into little chunks. So can you read verse 1 to verse 3? 
Okay. Is it just me, or every time you think about Nicodemus, you see him in a tree? That would be Zacchaeus. I know, but I always do it with Nicodemus, <laughs> and I don't know why. Because I, I can honestly say I've never. I always Nicodemus do, and I don't know. Like I know that the difference between the two. So just so everybody understands, right here, <laughs> Teresa grew up in church from <laughs> a very young age. Yeah. I did not. Oh, so you didn't sing the like the yeah Zacchaeus no the was, sycamore the tree man, wee little yeah. man. Didn't hear that until but I was a teenager. Nicodemus, who is like a learned man, respected yeah. man, I always see him in a tree too. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I don't know because you guys played weird games. He's going to have a talk with uh, me when you, we get to heaven. You guys played weird games with the little felt. Uh, yes. Oh, thing. those bring back the days. Yeah. All right, verse one, starting in verse one. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah. That was only verse 3. I must go to 21, right? No, you're only reading to verse 3 right now. I said read 1 to 3. Oh, I wasn't listening. I was yeah. thinking of Nicodemus <laughs> no, you were in talking a tree, about thinking that's wrong. Tree. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So already the Pharisees are divided about Jesus, right? So in oh, the previous yes. passages right here in John, he's cleansed the temple. He's done the wedding where he's turned water into okay. wine. Um, he's called disciples. And already the Pharisees are like, we're not sure about this dude. Right. And Nicodemus hmm. decides... I need to spend some more time with him, but yeah. I don't want everybody else to know that I'm spending time oh, with him. So I go classic. at night, right? Classic. I wait till every till all the Pharisees have gone home for supper, and then I'm going to go By ask night. questions, right? Uh, so Nicodemus wanted that private meeting, and uh, what is interesting here is the first thing that Nicodemus does is calls Jesus Rabbi. So he's already saying, mm-hmm. "You're a good teacher. Yeah, you understand the law." Yeah. I'm going to give you the respect that you've or you already do this really well. I'm supposed to be an expert in the scriptures and teaching them and yeah. understanding the law, but I'm going to say that you're the rabbi. I have a question for you. Yeah. Right? He comes in mm-hmm. and he says, "I've got questions." And the funny thing is, the first 3 verses is Nicodemus shows up and hasn't even asked the question yet, and you get verse 3. Jesus says, you know, well, Nicodemus in verse three, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God for no one can do the signs that that you do unless God is with them. Right. And then Jesus answers his question before he asks it. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Right. right? Nicodemus is like trying to figure out what are you teaching? How do I know what you're doing is right? I'm getting there. And all of a sudden it's like, hmm, he's already answered the question that's in my heart. Hmm. Like, what are you teaching? We're already not sure how to what to make of you with this whole the teaching and the kingdom of God has come right. here and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is already pressing and answering the questions. Because he we knows get to, our hearts. Yeah, he knows his, he knows our hearts. Okay, so, so then now we get I can keep going. <laughs> four to eight. Nicodemus said to him, "How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born?" Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone 
So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Yeah, so right away, you must be born again to go to heaven. Yeah. Now, if you've been around church, you you hear that term, right? Born yeah, again. Born, I'm a born again Christian. I'm a born again. Like, I'm not the way I used to be. I'm different now because Jesus is in me. I've been born again. The first times those terms would have been thrown around, you would be like, what the heck are you talking about? How does that work? Like, I'm pretty confident I am not. You are not. Coming out in a normal birth again, right? It's (laughs) not going to happen. So Jesus, at this point, is starting to teach them what this actually means. Like, how does this work? And so we can only be born again because of Jesus' sacrifice of blood at the cross. It's Mm. the only way, Mm -hmm. right? We need to be made new somehow. Um, And we need this spiritual rebirth, and it's only impossible by Jesus dying for our sins and satisfying God's justice. Mm -hmm. But Nicodemus is confused right away, and he's like, what? For a learned man. (laughs) How can I go a second time into my mother's womb? And Jesus answers, "You, unless one is born of water... Right. And the spirit. Now, most kind of take this to mean water would be being born, right? Oh, like okay. you are born in a, like in literally fluid. you are born in a sack of water. Right, right, right. Well, that breaks, but yeah. And then you need to be born what in the spirit. spirit. Okay. So Jesus indwells or in, covers you in, in the blood of the sacrifice, which cleanses you of your sins. And the spirit indwells you to live a life that is God-honoring, and you are born again. Right. Right? And so Jesus is taking this and saying, look, there's there's a different way that this works, Um, and we need to have this spiritual rebirth that is only possible by Jesus dying on the cross and the Holy Spirit indwelling us, right? Right. And we receive the Holy Spirit when we understand who Christ is. Yeah. And the reality is this born again turns into... Uh, the verse 8, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound, but you do not where, know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. There's going to be an outward result mm. from the inward change, mm. right? Yeah. We need to be born again internally in our understanding, in our heart, in our minds. We need to be covered by the blood that was shed at the cross. We need to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit, and that will change mm-hmm. the way we live life. Right. So while people can't see the differences inside, yeah. they will see the effects of it outside, much like we can't see the wind, but we see it rustling the grass. Right. And, and he says breeze. that right there, right? Yeah. Like you hear it, you hear yeah. the effects of it, but you don't know where it comes from. You can't so he's starting it. to he's starting to unpack this right, for Nicodemus. Right. Then we get to verse nine. Nicodemus said to him, "How can these things be?" He is not getting it. <laughs> right? What so, are you talking about? But this is the next question that happens on often often in apologetics is how does mm. God actually transform our lives into something new? Right. How can you do this? Right? If I how? if somebody prays to accept Jesus at ten fifty nine PM yeah. at eleven PM, what has actually changed? Right. Right? And we ask everything, these questions. Actually, but <laughs> yeah, everything. When we turn from sin and trust in Jesus, we become part of his family. Yeah. Right? We've talked about this communal aspect, this 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 bit, even though this is the last one in the Psalms, we we talked about how worship is communal. Like we all worship mm-hmm. together. That's part of the deal. Yeah. We become part of his family. And it takes the doubts and the questions. Uh, when we take our doubts and questions to Jesus, let him answer in his time, in his way, we day by day, moment by moment, begin to transform into 
Christ-likeness. That process is a theological word called sanctification. We change from who Mm -hmm. we are now into something more like right. Christ. And this, just so everybody knows, this is like a daily thing. Yeah, it's this a daily. Not a, usually it's not a, a, this a, like is, a this is all Jesus, at once. This is Jesus when he says, deny yourself and pick up the cross. Yeah. Pick yeah. up your cross. Mm. Like there's a burden that you bear yeah. every day to yeah. walk out faith. Pick that up. And that's that slow, constant changing towards Christ-likeness when we submit ourselves to Jesus yeah. and the Holy Spirit and the will of God. Yeah. Right? Okay, so then he goes on to verse 10 through 15. Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Right? So right away, it's kind of like Jesus looking at Nicodemus saying, and you're supposed to teach my people. (laughs) Yeah. You are not getting this, right? (laughs) And there's a layer here that we all need to hear because there is the actual reality of you know, you need to make sure that you are actually listening to people who are teaching you scripture yes. and actually have the ability to explain it correctly yeah. or get the answers for you. Yeah. Right. There's lots of times I get asked questions where I have to say, you know what, can you give me a night to figure out how to answer And that's this, fair, right? right? Like, I, fair. I'm not sure I want I'm to not give supposed you to, yeah, I'm truth. Not, I'm not supposed to know. I, it's not reasonable to think that one person can know everything. No, no absolutely. Right. But it is reasonable to say, you, you know, if I'm going to submit to your teaching me, yeah, you should know scripture. And, and this is something that, um, you know, as a pastor, I'm, I, I feel pretty strongly about because we need to have biblical teaching in our churches so that people can continue that journey of sanctification towards Christ and not towards something else, right? It's just super yeah. easy to get sidetracked by social justice issues oh, or, yeah, or you know, any any number of, of political, social, economic issues that are around us, cultural issues, yeah. rather than biblical, right? Uh, biblical understanding and knowledge and, and what God wants. So the reality is many are going to reject Jesus, but in the same breath, many are also going to accept. So we actually need to fight to understand Scripture so that when we talk to people, we're leading them to Christ and not giving them reasons to walk away from Christ, right? right? And this is why we become uh, messengers of the good news or the gospel. It's the story of how to get to heaven in what Jesus has done, right? right? We want to teach people this is how we get there. And... Uh, kind of goes from there. This is where you get your uh, oh, your excitement. Here we go. I All want right, you to read from John 3.16 to verse 21. For God so loved the world. So we memorize this verse as kids, right? <laughs> and and I find that it you gets... You made it I'm sorry, one third I just, of the way through I, I love it because it's so rich. And I think so many times we're like, okay, for God so loved the world, he gave us only one son. You know, like it's kind of that one that it just blows by because it's the, probably the most memorized verse. But I just, let's just take a moment and listen to it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, 
but have eternal life. Like, that's the gospel. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Yeah. I love it. And so the question Thanks immediately is, how deep is God's love? Mm. Um, he mm. gave his only son. Only. Um, I have three children, two sons. Yeah, I'm I not, do too. I'm not giving you any. I right? know. Uh, I gave you all three, but it's a different deal for you. There were all They're you mine. listeners. I'm not. Too. I'm not giving you any. No. Right? Like, yeah. I, I, thanks for listening to the podcast. I really <laughs> do appreciate it. I am not giving you a child as a sacrifice for you. Right. Um, we yeah. we only have to flip the tables to think, take something like your own child and be willing to offer it to, to offer them to death for oh, someone else. Yeah. And there's nope. nope <laughs> it's not, a hard pass. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's not just telling us. This, this doesn't just tell us of his love, but shows hmm. how much God actually loves. Like it's incomprehensible. It, it is. It's absolutely what, incomprehensible to us. What Jesus came to earth to do. Like and the rest of this bit, like, I know you said verse 16 is the gospel, but I don't know if you need, like, we all remember, you guys all, I didn't grow up in church, so I didn't remember this until I was older. Right, but, right, right, right. But you needed verse 17. Because oh, he didn't send a son into the together. world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might have saved, uh, be saved through him. Mm-hmm. But you need 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, mm-hmm. but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he did, has not believed yep. in the name of the Son of the God. This is the gospel, this whole passage. The whole thing yeah. is the gospel. That's what I said, it is. And the idea here is, and this is where the world gets it wrong, hmm. is that Jesus didn't come to condemn. Right. You were condemned already. Right. Jesus came yes. to save and set free. And that's hard for people because people think that they're good, yeah. right? And I mean, we're taught that we are innately good and that is just not true. And that's where verse 19 to the end, 19 to 21, yeah. this bit about light and darkness, yeah. people need clarity. to understand this, mm. right? Jesus comes as the light to fight back the darkness yeah. that has already overtaken us. Yeah. The darkness is going to seduce many Yes, and, and steal try and steal all, and steal them away, and it's only when mm. that light comes in that banished. will actually banish it back. Yeah, but when they they come to the light, they will uh, see how much God loves them through what Jesus has done. Yeah. Now here's the hard part. Okay. And I did this before in a sermon a long time ago. Okay. Right. We have lots of passages that talk about lights. And oh yeah, shining light. light on and there's the hill. a passage, light on the hill, sitting on a hill, sitting right. on a hill. Don't hide your light under a basket. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. Light is a thing that is of value because of proximity. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, even the sun, massive light. Yeah. If we're on valuable the ro- to if us, we're, if we're on the wrong side of the earth, mm-hmm. we can't see it. And we're cold. And we're cold. <laughs> and it's dark. Right. If you have a spotlight, but it's not pointed at the right thing, it's useless. It doesn't illuminate. It's 
if you if your power goes out and your lights are off, yeah, that's you have difficulty, right. right? The light is only good or only useful when it's directed in the right way, right? And also when there's darkness, yeah, yeah. right. Jesus came as the actual perfect uh, antidote, combative person for darkness. But in this time now where Jesus sits in heaven waiting for his return, we go out with the gospel, yep. the gospel light. Right. We share Christ to people so that the darkness will be pushed back. Jesus will be seen. The light will enter in and people can understand that he didn't come to condemn them, right. but love them. Yeah. And to give wants, them a better way. And wants them to be with him forever. Yeah. So in light of that, remember... John 3.16. I will let Teresa recite it because she's so good. I'm going to cover it on her Bible. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I can. I get two <laughs> versions mixed up when I do recite That's it. Right. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I learned it as one and only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So I want to encourage you guys, push back the darkness. Not only in your own hearts mm. and in your own lives by fixating on the scripture and on Christ and on the work of the Holy Spirit in you but also in your neighborhoods and your communities yeah. as you share with people that Jesus came to give them light, to show them a better way, to, res to rescue them from the darkness, mm. to escape the condemnation yeah. that is Preach. already in this world because of sin. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's encouraging for you today. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be born again through understanding who Christ is and being indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe or leave a like or comment on our social streams or even tell others about us. We really do appreciate any help in getting connected with people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope that you can join us next time. Until next time.